The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted that you can be with us today. If you're listening to the live show, welcome. If you're listening to a download later, so happy to have you on board. Take a look, as I always tell you, at, to the self-improvement blog. Uh, it's theselfimprovementblog.com. As usual, you're going to see a picture of today's guest Read his bio, take a look at the book review. While you're on the book review, you might as well just go ahead and order it because you're really going to want to have it after you hear more about it. Um, just really, really fine, and we're going to talk about it today. You know, people involved in self-improvement are generally seeking a better life in some way. We want happiness, health. Financial freedom, ability to express our creativity, loving relationships, career success, all of those things. We want all of those things and more. We invest time and money in books and seminars, workshops and webinars, any place we think we can get some help to get better, we do it. And I ask you the question, What is your return on your self-improvement investment? Are you pleased with the progress you've made? Today's guest has written a book, that one I told you to get, that is described as a self-help wellness book on steroids. It really isn't on steroids, but boy, it's just jam-packed with good stuff, Um. It's one of the best self-help books I've read, actually. It's called Optimal Living 360, Smart Decision-Making for a Balanced Life. And its author, Dr. Sanjay Jain, is with us today. You know, he, he's asking us to, you know, how managing your life, currencies of time, energy, social, and financial assets will provide you with the optimal life you seek. And that's what we're going to talk about with him today. Dr. Sanjay Jain is a U.S.-trained, board-certified physician with over 15 years of clinical experience. When you see his picture, you'll think he's not old enough, but actually he is. um, Lots of credentials here. 
He holds certifications in diagnostic radiology, integrative medicine and healthcare, quality and uh, healthcare quality and management. He's delivered talks both domestically and internationally. He's a graduate from the Northeast Ohio Med- Medical University and earned an MBA at Ohio State University's Fisher School of Business. He's a member of the American Wrench and Ray Society, American College of Sports Medicine, American College of Forensic Medicine, American Association of Integrative Medicine, and American Institute for Healthcare Quality. That's a lot of colleges. He's an MD with an MBA, a doc who knows about money. And we're going to talk about your return on your life investments. It is such an honor for me to be able to say, Dr. Jane, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Well, thank you. I feel very honored to be here. Thank you very much. It's a very kind introduction. Well, you know, you have such magnificent <laughs> credentials. When I saw, when I, when I received the information about you and your book, I was really excited because it's such an, an interesting, wonderful approach to self-improvement, your return on investment. And it's such a solid book. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Sanjay Jain? Give us a little thumbnail. Well, uh, not to bore your audience about myself, but I, uh, in a quick nutshell, well, I, I'm, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. And oh, so, where it's snowing today. Yes, yes. We've had a pretty... A nice blast overnight, and we're expecting some more very soon. And so, uh, so I'm I'm a father of two young boys, uh, seven and five, and married. And so, you know, I'm living through uh, a life, uh, playing a role as a husband, as a father, and also, you know, with my uh, job. So, nothing unfamiliar to many of the your listening audience out there. And so, uh, I don't consider myself any being special than anybody else, just a regular guy as well. And I went through my challenges in life too. And those challenges were something that I think many people can relate to. Uh, many years ago, I got swept up in the recession. Uh, I got wiped out with the cyclone or hurricane of the economic uh, recession that really hurt me financially. And that affected my life you know, in terms of my physical health, my mental health, the stress that it's caused, and just in many areas. And so, you know, before people would say, well, you know, uh, money isn't happiness, but then I did realize, you know what, you got to be, you got to have some financial backing to at least carry you through certain these things. So I went through a period where I wanted to improve, self-improve myself. I wanted to lose weight. I want to improve and uh relieve some of my stress. I want to improve economically and recover from it. So I I was inundated with so much information. I think many of you listeners out there have the same problem. There is just so much information oh, out there. And some of it is not so solid. I mean, some of it you just simply cannot rely on. And you're right. And so I was in a very similar situation where people get information overload. You don't know which is the right information, which is the right wrong information. So, uh, for example, when I wanted to start losing weight, you know, where do you start? You know, <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah, one. That's, and so, you know, here I am from medical school. They teach you about diseases, but uh, ironically, they 
spend very little time on how to lose weight. And, and they uh, don't spend any time on nutrition, actually. Not, not much time and very little time on nutrition. And so I had to go to like my own school 101 to relearn some of that. And so I did a lot of research and I, I discovered uh, some really neat uh, ideas about dieting. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, catchy phrases out there, the one-day diet, the 100-day diet, this diet, that diet. It's confusing. <laughs> I mean, you go, to, you go to the bookstore and you go to the diet section, I, don't even, I wouldn't even know which, which book to pick. Well, and if you pick so. one book, it says, absolutely do not eat fat. And the next book will say, you need fat. Yeah. And then you'll pick up a book and it'll say, cut out all the carbs. And the next book will say, oh, you've got to have carbs. Yeah, so it's very confusing for anybody. So if I'm confused as a doctor, I'm sure people are even more confused or even just as confused. And so I had to really sit down and figure it out. And that's kind of what this book is about, is kind of my journey, not really about me, but what my research in terms of, okay, this is what makes sense, this is what's right, and kind of going through all these different uh, aspects in life and getting the core concepts down. So I would uh, research, you know, a lot of these books, there are 300 pages and really there's three main points out of 300 pages. You know, this book is about 100 points in only 200 pages or you know, every page I wanted to be valuable to, for people. So that's how this book came about, kind of my learning experience. And it was actually kind of cathartic because when I was going through a tough time, this sort of helped me get through that tough time. And uh, I hope if it helped me, I hope it helps other people. I thought, I, th- I think it's a phenomenal book. And I don't say that because you're on my show. I say it because I really mean it. You know, I, almost every review I write is good, but I won't read it if I don't like it. If I don't like it, I won't review it. So <laughs> your, book is, your book is one of the best, literally, that I wow. have read. Let's back up a little bit. What motivated you to want to become an MD? Did you always dream of being a doctor? You know, uh, that's a great question. I, I, I got into medical school actually out of high school. Uh, they had a medical program where you sort of get an early acceptance, and which is very rare. And so I'm a young high school kid. You know, you really don't know, kind of searching yourself. So I had interest in engineering, business, medicine. I, had, I wanted to be an artist. So I, I didn't really know for myself. And my aunt, who's a surgeon, uh, used to live with us, and I used to look at some of her medical journals, and I thought that was the coolest thing. And so... Ultimately, it came down to like, okay, I got accepted, and this was seems like the best opportunity, and I took it. And I haven't looked back. I've enjoyed what I've done. and uh, But I also, at the time, liked a business, too. And so because of that, I always wanted to get a business degree, and I ended up getting it like 15 years later after my <laughs> MD degree. So that was another uh, dream fulfilled, too. Uh, you, you had a little motivation to get that MBA, I did. I did. Uh, I uh, first of all, doctors are probably not known to be great business people. No. So, so that was my first motivation: is that I didn't want to be in the same statistics. But unfortunately, I was before I got my MBA. That's where I made a lot of my poor decisions financially. But it was the MBA that really helped me understand the whole business model and the process. So it really helped me a lot. It helped me uh, meet new people outside of medicine, and I thought it was a great experience. And and it and it's a um, really strong. To go forward with this, I mean, people can rely on what you're saying about 
financial matters as well as health matters. And those, you know, those are two things that are just so critical in our lives, our health and our finances. And bad finances really has an impact on our health. No kidding. I mean, everybody that went through this last downturn knows how it affected their health. You, go ahead. Well, you know, I, that's absolutely right. You know, when, you know this, this recent financial storm, and we're still kind of getting out of ourselves from that avalanche. And it really is stressful. People uh, have lost jobs and uh, who are trying to make it through life uh, really have a struggle because sometimes to be healthy, it's not a free, it's not a freebie. You go to Whole Foods, uh, you buy some of these foods, it's actually more expensive than the junk food. So there's a cost to this, you know, the medicines and these herbals and, you know, these don't come free. And so uh, have, being a little bit on good financial standing can help, uh, you know, supplement and pay for these health uh, benefits. Absolutely. And some people actually didn't have any food, much less good, healthy, whole, organic food. I mean, they they didn't know where their next meal was coming from. Uh, and if you have kids, I don't I don't know how you deal with it. If you have children in that situation, well, you know, uh, when I grew up, I, I don't think uh, my parents knew anything. They, I don't think organic food was even in the vocabulary in the seventies or eighties. It's been like a the late nineties fad, and has really come to light uh, lately in the last you know five six years. Uh, you hear more about organic foods, but before that, I mean, I had regular milk. I had probably all this processed food growing up. And so, you know, Crisco oil, the hydrogenated oil, everything, <laughs> yeah. everything, you know, everything you can imagine that they ban now or discourage, I think I've had in my diet early on. Of and course. I think most of us had, you know. So uh, the, the French fries at McDonald's probably was from animal lard. Who knows? I mean, I don't know how, I, I, I'm just saying that they've, they've come a long way from back uh, then in terms of uh, the food and the quality. Uh, so it, as a as a parent now, I'm a little bit more aware of uh, some of these dietary changes. I, I try to implement some organic foods into my children's diets, and you know I'm probably uh, I'm more particular with their diet uh, in terms of the organic than I am with my diet because uh, I'm sure that some of the damage has already been done <laughs> to my body. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. And on that. that note, while our listeners are thinking about a Big Mac and French fries. We're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Sanjay Jain, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking to Dr. Sanjay Jain, an MD who also has an MBA and has written a book called Optimal Living 360. Dr. Jain, tell us what your idea of optimal living is and why you named the book Optimal Living 360. Well, uh, Irene, um, uh, what I perceive as optimal living is having a living a balanced life. And uh, we, it's important, what I mean by balance, I don't necessarily mean, okay, every aspect has to be exactly equal, 20, 20, 20, 20, nothing, not in the numerical sense. Yeah, uh, lots of luck getting there. Yeah, exactly. So realistically, what I mean by that and, uh, is you've got to have certain core assets in your life. And uh, I mentioned, I discussed this in my book, and I call it the life core assets. And I give it the acronym ASPIRES. So just to quickly break it down, A is for assets, S is for safety, P physical, I intellectual, R relationships, E economic, and S spiritual. So if you have those basic core assets and you balance it, and it's going to change in various parts and various times in your life. And if you balance that in a way where, that's what I consider optimal living, where you have a good balance of that. For, for example, if you're a student uh, in your college years, you're going to probably going to have a higher balance or higher allocation into the intellectual. You're studying books. That's part of your balance uh, of where most of your assets going to be devoted to. Uh, if you're a professional athlete, well, you're going to be focused on your physical attributes, so you're going to be more allocated toward that asset. 
that doesn't mean you forget everything else. What it just means that you're going to have a little bit more at that time. As you as things change in life, you get older. Maybe you have more parental responsibilities. You might uh, have more of an allocation in relationships. Uh, maybe when you get older, you might become more spiritual. So it's all variable. It's very individual. The bottom line is for to live that optimal life is to have these, not have. Uh, is to have all six of these, have all these there, and but just not have it uh, completely empty. So it'll change over time, if that makes sense. And you know, as I look at these, and this thought just flitted through, uh, <clears throat> you know, we talk about holistic medicine and how you know where everything works together and what impacts one area impacts another. It looks to me like this would be the same thing, what impacts in one area. You know, I'm looking at the first one, assets. You know, if that gets all out of kilter, uh, it looks to me like it would impact every other core asset. Yes, and and that's where... uh Get, that's where it's balancing a fine line, uh, you know, where one can have a domino effect with the other. So these aren't necessarily uh, isolated assets. These actually are very connected. It's, so what affects one thing can affect the other. So let me give you an example. Um, you're at a uh, you, you're, you're early morning. You're very hungry. That donut looks really good. Okay, so you eat the donut. You you know you pick up uh, maybe about 200 calories. Okay, so what you've done already, you've, you've already added some of the bad calories, but it affects your other assets. It affects your time. That's a occurrence that I, I talk about where, okay, well, to burn those calories, you're going to spend one hour of your life kind of getting rid of that again. And it may, it'll cost you maybe down the road if you uh, clog an artery or something like that. So it has different connections in different areas. So uh, what you do with one asset will certainly affect the others. And I mentioned earlier, uh, if you're financially in trouble, then it might be hard to afford certain things. So that can affect, you know, some people who don't have a job don't have health insurance. And so that can affect their health care and some of the preventive medicines. So these do have a lot of connections. So I think the, the other important point is that uh, these assets are very interconnected. You, you talk about <clears throat> ROI. Now, people who aren't in accounting or in, in business don't always understand ROI or return on investment. Talk a little bit about that and, and why you took that approach. I haven't seen this approach to self-help or self-improvement anyplace else, but it's so appropriate. Well, uh, in the business world, uh ROI is a very common word and term, and it's actually a formula uh, that they apply, and not to get too uh, technical here, but it's basically the bottom line is you want to get more out than what you put in. So if you're investing money in the business world, you want to get more of a return. You want a profit. You want a profit. So the same thing in life. You want a profit in life. And that's a great, I like that analogy, a profit in life. And so if you expend, uh, I, I also, uh, so we talked about money. Well, there's other currencies in life uh, beyond money. There's a currency of time. 
because that's something you expend to get something. There's physical energy, so that's a currency. Uh, there's mental energy. Uh, there's social currency. There's uh, spiritual currency. There's a lot of different currencies that you need to expend to get something back. So, for instance, if you spend time exercising, time being a currency, you want to get a return on that time investment. You want to get better health you want to improve your cardiovascular performance. So that's what I frame that in terms of getting a return on your life investment is using a currencies beyond money. Of course, money is one of them, but a time, uh, physical energy, spiritual energy, mental energy. You want to get something back in return. Uh, uh, another currency, social currency. You put time into a time and energy and into a relationship. You want to get something back. You want to get something back just as much as you give. So that's kind of where that ROI comes in. And another thought just came through. I'm assuming that if you abuse any area, you know, I'm thinking particularly of the physical area where people work so hard to, you know, that they get to the point of burnout. Can you go bankrupt in any of these areas? It seems to me that you could. Uh, you could, uh, and the, obviously the money can be number one in terms of yeah, not, yeah. But I'm just thinking of you know uh, well, safety, for instance. Yeah, so safety is one asset which everybody tends to ignore. You know, no one. It's like the stepchild that people kind of forget about. But the, that's actually probably one of the most things. One of the most important assets is safety. And uh, you might be perfect in every other asset. You might be physically fit. You might have gr- amazing friendships. You might have everything in life you have. Let's say one day you decide to text while you're driving into a bad accident and you become severely disabled. So all of a sudden, that one split second, that bad decision, can wipe out every asset. And that's how critical safety is. So uh, you're right in that you could make a severe, you can be severely devoid of uh, uh, some of these currencies or some of these assets if you make a bad decision uh, on some of these areas, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes absolute sense. You know, I just, that's where the balance comes in, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, and so uh, you can be, like I said, if you have everything but you you don't consider safety, well, you know, you can wipe it all out. You can wipe that whole slate clean and become bankrupt and everything else, as you mentioned. You put some interesting things in safety. Um, t- you know, just very quickly cover what some of the safety items are that you consider. Well, you know, safety is such a general and broad category, and uh, it comes in so many different ways. And so I sort of categorize it in three categories, environmental safety, uh, health and medical safety, and then uh, home, work, and transportation safety. So some of these safeties that we have control over, some we don't have control over. That's what we're paying our government to do is to give us that safety. So fire safety, police protection. Uh, we're paying for that. You know, uh, the FAA, airline safety, the tr- uh, all those safety, uh, water safety, you may, uh, I think we off air, we talked about some of the water safety in, in your area. So we pay for that safety, and that's something we don't really have direct control over. The safety that we do have control over is what we should think about. Uh, safety in life, you know, uh, 
you know, people talk about, uh, I'm not sure how prevalent it is in your area, but, you know, people, some people carry guns and arms. And, you know, you're about, <laughs> We're uh, the Wild West. <laughs> the Wild West. So, and that's a big thing, you know, gun safety. And uh, that's one, and that's something we, as a person, you can have control over. Uh, safety in terms of your health, you know, what you eat and what you take, consume. There's safety in terms of drug use, prescription drug abuse. Uh, there's safety in terms of uh, communicable diseases like HIV or TB that we can control over based on how we live our life. Uh, there's safety that we control over in terms of uh, uh, pesticides and in terms of uh, uh, how we uh, safety in our home if we protect ourselves in certain things in home. So we can't have control over everything in safety. What we can control, it's important. Cyber safety we can control. You know, protecting your computer. There's so many areas of safety that we need to think about because it can cause uh, uh, undue stress in many other areas. You know, it's interesting. I, I just realized that one of the things we, we depend on so much now that we didn't have available when I was young is a cell phone. I won't go out in my car now without my phone just in case something happens now in, in those back days if something happened you dealt with it <laughs> however well, you could in the back days you would try to find a payphone and try to get those quarters and yes uh, and, and throw quarters in the payphone that you can find uh you know but now the with the advent of cell phones uh it's much easier so the, yeah it's become a it's actually helped safety because we're easily able to call any type of uh, emergency service in that sense but if you lose your cell phone that could be more a problem because then you have all this personal information and all some yeah. private information in yourself. And so it's, it's, it can be good and bad. And if you're driving while you're talking, uh, not, not good. So it, it, it adds certain elements, but it can also take away certain elements. And on that note, we're going to safely go to a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Sanjay Jain saying, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the self-improvement show. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment we let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives technology instant delivery we live in an on-demand world what's happened to the compassion the kindness a better pace Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. 
Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Sanjay Jain. We're talking about his book, Optimal Living 360. It's an absolutely excellent book. It should be in the hands of everybody who's interested in any way in self-improvement. It it is so well-written and so solid, so down-to-earth that everybody can profit from this book. And we were talking about... His acronym ASPIRES, and he covers the core assets in life in those. I'd like to talk a little bit, Sanjay, about relationships. Just touch on how you treat relationships in this book because it's so good. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm blushing uh, with the compliments here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean it. I mean, I truly mean it. This is good stuff. Right. If you had to write it because you got in trouble, and then I hate to say it, but I'm glad you got in trouble. Mm-hmm. If, if your trouble made you ponder and, and come up with something as helpful as this, then that's fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Well, um, at, about relationships, I think the very first uh, heading on the, in my chapter, uh, I'm going to quote it, a life shared is a life fulfilled. That's very important because... Not having your life to share or having anybody to share your life with can make life very hollow um, without having that person to connect with. And it's really, it makes life uh, less satisfying. We've come in an age now where we've gotten to social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, texting. And so my concern, I think it's been great because it's helped us reconnect with maybe people we don't really normally connect with. But my concern is we, we're, we're getting away so much from the interpersonal interaction. That's what I focus on in terms of my book is let's, let's revisit that. You know, giving someone that eye contact, looking at their body language, just, you know, just having your senses uh, consumed by the person that's right across from you, that body, sp- uh, the space between you. There's a magic to that. There's a certain magic to just being there in person with that person, whether it's your loved one, your best friend. And you can't substitute that at all uh, with the, the internet, and these you know video conferencing. And so... What I emphasize, I think the social media is great. You know, that's really helped us uh, connect and be efficient. 
but what I also want I emphasize is that hey, let's 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 not forget uh, what we all are human beings for is that you know shaking someone's hand, feeling a little bit of that nervous that, that sweat or just you know getting that. Uh, smelling the, uh, you know, breathe, just the whole experience, the human interaction is so important. I totally agree. Do you think that, I shouldn't mention them, but sites like Twitter seem to make us so superficial. You can't get a total thought expressed in 120 characters. Yeah, and so, and, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. We're, I think, uh, 120, 140, whatever it is, you kind of have to express yourself in a very limited amount. And sometimes it gets misinterpreted. So, you know, it could be taken the wrong way. And, and I, it's, it's been known to help communicate, but it can also be known to be a career killer. You know, people have lost jobs over certain tweets. And, uh, so you have to be very careful out there and what you put out there. So, uh, it's hard to retract what you put out there. Uh, if you're in person, it's a little bit easier, and people can see that. Uh, put your words into context versus all they see on the uh, Twitter is just the words. They don't see your body language, so they can't really put what you express in words into context. If that makes sense. Now, I have a great example of that. Not long ago, I read this wonderful article on Ezine articles, and I wrote a little note to the author of it and said, "You know, I'd, I'd like I want to use this on the self improvement blog, but I can't remember now what else I wanted to ask her." And she wrote back and said, "How did you find me?" And I heard, "How did you find me?" And it was like, I'm hiding. And I wrote back and I went through this long explanation of how I found her on easy and blah, blah, blah. And she wrote back and you could almost hear her laughing. And she said, no, I mean, I was really surprised that you could find me. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. And so that's, and, that's, that's the beauty of it, I suppose. But like I said, it, it's, you have to be very careful with these things. Yes. What about people... You know, who have lost their loved ones, I think specifically about the seniors, whose friends are all gone. And the family, you know, they've all gone their own way. And yeah, that, That's very tough. And I think that's why uh, it's like a flower that you have to nurture. You know, friendships and relationships, you can't let that flower wilt. You have to constantly water it. And that's the dread I think a lot of people have when they get older is that, you know, who's going to be there for me? Uh, you know, people have their own families, their own lives, and that's a challenge. And that's the biggest challenge. And so it's always important to have your friendships. And, you know, if, uh, if friend, and, and it's a cycle. I'll tell you uh, one thing I also mentioned in the book that having friends is, it's very cyclical. Your friends 10 years ago are going to be different from your friends circled 10 years later. I, I've realized that. that uh, and so there's maybe a small core of people, but it's going to constantly cycle. Uh, it's very dynamic. And so it's very important to stay attuned to that cycle and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I want to get out there and reconnect and make sure my social wealth is still up there. Uh, I don't want to ignore, you know, people kind of worry about their financial wealth, but people forget what social wealth is all about. Just meeting somebody for a cup of coffee yes, can change your attitude. Just change your attitude. And I think uh, uh, that's, that's so important. And it doesn't have to be – it can be uh, – I, I look at relationships in various layers. I give it uh, analogy of an onion where, you know, the onion is only as rich as its layers. You can have only the core, but it's not going to be as tasty 
without the other layers. You need the whole layer. So even though you have that core layer of, okay, these are my close family and friends, you still need the other layers too, your acquaintances, your neighbors, your churchly uh, uh, or congregation. All those layers kind of play into that layer of uh, relationships in life that's very important, makes your life very rich. I couldn't agree more. At the end of every chapter, you have what you call caps for ROI. What on earth are caps for <laughs> ROI? Uh, I caps is another uh, acronym, so I hope I don't uh, annoy some of the readers with my acronyms. But that's there's not too many, so uh, it's actually short for core asset protection strategies. Uh, basically, it's uh, it's like a, a summary of tips that I give at the end of each chapter that relate to these assets. So it's a short for core asset protection strategies. And they're very good. I mean, they're pretty down to earth. That You could do any of them. Nobody has to struggle to do these. It may take some time and some effort. But can you give us an example? Doesn't just you know pick one of the assets and give us a, you know a, just a little summary of of caps, so okay. people have an idea so, of what you so, do. So I think uh, uh, we're on the relationships. Uh, we've been talking about relationships. So in the back, uh, I mentioned there is such a thing as TMI. Uh, that's uh, one of my <laughs> yeah. caps. So uh, what I uh, I'll quote from this: Honesty at the beginning of any any relationship is a good thing. However, too much information or TMI is not always the best idea. You don't need to talk about past failed relationships, your medical problems, or details of your bathroom habits on a first date or first meeting. You or want to, even <laughs> the last one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it'll quickly turn into the last one. So you want to use some discretion and some common sense. Be open, but also use some discretion. So it's tips like that that I include in my caps uh, at the end of each chapter. And the fun part about this book is it's different. It's not like everybody else's. Um, you know, I think sometimes that somebody wrote a book and then everybody following sort of worked off of it. But yours is not like that. It's uh, yeah, and uh, I did it on purpose because I wanted to have one source. I wanted, and, and I mean, how many books are you going to get personal finance advice in the same book? And so I, and that's part of the economic health section. That I have, and that's kind of tapping into my MBA uh, degree that I got in talking about how to uh, view money and how to look at it in, in, a pers- in a prism or a lens where you have a better understanding for it. And so I emphasize how important it is to have, uh, you know, I don't emphasize, okay, what stocks to buy. I actually emphasize how your number one asset for money is your job. Is you, that's your main cash flow for most people. Most people don't earn money from stocks or bonds. They earn it from what job they have. Exactly. So how, and how do you how do you hold that job? How do you maintain that job? So uh, I I look at it from a different lens, and part of the whole self development, self improvement aspect of it. Uh, not necessarily to pick. Uh, okay, I'll pick Apple stocks or this stock. So I kind of give it a different twist. And it's a good twist. You talk about integrative decision making. You know, what is integrative decision making and why should we learn to use it? Why is it important? Well, we all make decisions in various ways. So a doctor uh, can make decisions based on you know, medical uh, evidence. Uh, a detective will make decisions based on deduct- deductive reasoning. So how do we make, as people, make decisions in our lives when it comes to all these complexities? 
So, you know, we can easily make a decision based on considering only one area. So I look at integrative decision-making as, okay, we'll make a decision, but think about how it's going to affect every area of your life. So when you make, you don't have to do this on every single decision you make, but when it comes to some big decisions, uh, I kind of create a framework, uh, which I mentioned, integrative decision-making, which helps uh, make the decision-making a little bit easier. So using the same ASPIRES acronym, if you kind of go down each asset and say, how does my safety affect it? How is my physical health affected? How is my intellectual health or my mental health affected by that decision? If you think, take the question and ask yourself in each category how each one is affected, you'll, it'll help you make the best decision overall for you. And so that's why I call it empowerment. You're empowering yourself to make the decision. All these advisors out there, uh, they look at it from one dimension, but by looking at it integratively through your lens, you're going to make the best decision for yourself. Absolutely. That's a strong, strong way to approach making any major decision. And it even works on little ones like, should I eat that donut? Yeah. <laughs> true, <laughs> on true. On that note, we're going to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Sanjay Jane, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. Today, we're talking to Dr. Sanjay Jain about his book, um, Optimal Living 360. Please take a look at that book. Um, one of the things you say in your book, Sanjay, is recognize your own uniqueness and you will discover unlimited potential. That's a powerful statement. Can you elaborate a little bit on it? Yeah, everybody, everybody has a gift and everybody, it's important for people to realize the gift they have. And that's what makes our world unique. And, you know, everybody uh, is here for a purpose and it's uh, that self-discovery of finding that purpose and f- discovering that gift is going to make their life fulfilling. And so I, I don't, uh, I don't see how there's anybody in this world today that, that can't offer something to not only themselves or the people around them, but also to society. It's just a matter of tapping into that potential and, to have that, you you uh, it's you have to have a clear mind, and it's uh, some people don't uh, tap into that based on you know life's circumstances. But I think that's what I mean by that. The other thing too is the influence of the media. We think we all have to be like you know X movie star or oh. you know, yeah. There's a perception out there, you know, like you look at these fashion models and how skinny they are and and you look at some movie stars and how good looking they are. But you know what? That's maybe the limitations of what they offer. Uh, there's uh, people who, uh, nice. are, who are who are all who can offer so much more. And uh, look at Oprah. I mean, she has done so much and touched so many people's lives. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, in the beginning, she was uh, uh, battling weight issues, but that didn't stop her. You know, she didn't quit on herself. She attacked the problem. And so people who go through challenges attack the problem and don't let them stop them from what they're doing. You know, when I went through my issues, I could have given up. I didn't, I actually turned a negative to a positive. I wrote, I researched it. I ended up writing a book. So people have the potential to do unlimited things and they shouldn't be influenced by media. Uh, they should be told what's right or wrong from these outside media. They should say, hey, this is what I've been growing up with. This is my talent. This is my skill. Some people are maybe quiet, but that doesn't mean they don't have talent. They may be an amazing artist, and so they could be great on paper. Some people are very vocal and could be great radio hosts. Uh, so there's a lot of talent out there, and that's what makes this world so special because everybody's talented in their own respective ways. And we need every one of those ways. Yeah, every one of them are needed in our society. Absolutely. And so we're all connected and we're all benefit from everybody's talent. So, you know, who invented the, the radio? Well, someone invented it. That's how we're ever communicating. So someone's talent helped this technology to make this happen. And so there's always some talent behind the talent that's kind of, it's kind of all interconnected. I couldn't agree more. You say, and this is one of my fra- favorite phrases, you say, we need to learn to understand the phrase, it is what it is. Why is that important? You know, I, I like to speak in today's language, and, you know, that's a phrase that people have taken on, and it's taken on its own life. And I thought about that. It is what it is. And so, 
you can look at it in many different ways. Some people kind of look at it as more of a negative way. I look at it as a positive. You know, this is the hand that's been dealt with you. Don't fold the hand. You know, play it and and move on. Play the game of life. And so that's the whole point is that Everybody has a certain hand that's dealt. It, some people might have, you know, four aces in their hand, while some people uh, may not. May not but, even have a pair. Yeah, but you know what? You can still play the hand and still win if you play your hand right. And so the whole point is, when I mention it is what it is, that's the hand that's the life is handed, the hand is dealt to you. Play it, but just don't fold. Yeah, it's a, a nice to me. It's a way to say I I can't be in control of this, so I'm not going to get all out of shape about it. Yeah, so like you know, genetically, you know, some people are blessed with amazing height and phys- physique, and you know, I I certainly wasn't. I'm not going to lament over it. I'm going to use whatever uh, uh, genetics was offered to me and make sure I use that. So I'm not going to be a basketball player. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've learned to accept a lot of things, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I, I go through life and uh, feel sorry for myself. No, I'm going to use the talent that I have and make this place a better world, and I think that's what people need to do. Yeah, I just realized that I have not asked you to tell our listeners how they can find you and where they can get your book. Well, uh, uh, I have a website. It's sanjayjanemd.com. And that's one way to, to, to visit my site and uh, send me uh, their social media at Sanjay Jane MD uh, via Twitter or Facebook. And my book is available at Barnes and Nobles uh, as well as Amazon. Uh, most uh, online bookstores will have my book. And it just came out last week. So uh, let's see what happens. Oh, I think it's going to have a good life. What is it that you hope your readers are going to get from this book? Really quick, because we're right up to the end here. Well, uh, I always feel that knowledge is power, and you need to empower yourself with knowledge. But one thing that's for sure, knowledge isn't going to come to you. You need to go get it. This book is going to give you that, but you need to go get it. You can't just say, it's not going to just come come to you. And I realize that, you know what, I need to... Figure this thing out, and uh, once I f- sort of figured a lot of these things out, I, I definitely want to share it. So I really want people to empower themselves with as much knowledge as they can, so they can improve their lives. Is that the thought you want to leave with our listeners today? Do you? I I think so. That's the one. I that's the one I want to leave. So, uh, and just be well and uh, uh, safety first. Also, and don't forget safety. Don't forget safety. Next week's guest is Dr. Jeffrey Millman, who is going to talk about transforming physical and emotional pain into spiritual growth. Dr. Sanjay Jain, thank you so much for being with us today. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you forgot how to reach him, go to the website, the self-improvement blog. You'll see a link to his website there. Come back again next week. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Sanjay Jane, saying thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Remember, that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerments.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.